Christmas. I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Coach Schneider. And you're listening to the 84th Church Mag Podcast. This week's podcast is brought to you by Church Mag. No sponsor, no promotion, just me, Jeremy, and Phil. On the podcast today, we are going to be talking about social media and the holidays. Christmas isn't always the easiest time of year for people, so what can the church do to really spread the hope of Christmas? If you want to join the conversation or ask us a question, use the hashtag CMAGCast and we'll be sure to reply. Now, let the Christmas cheer begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Christmas is drawing nigh. Um, I think that's what you say, because it sounds like old English, kind of Christmassy, right? It draweth nigh, Christmas. Phil, help me out. I'm not as good with the these and those and thous. What? Hark, young gentlemen, Christmas draweth nigh. Prepare yeselves for the coming of thine infant king. Yes, and as you prepare thine self for the upcoming holiday, I think there's one thing that you should think about right now. Before the heat of the holiday is upon us, and that is, be careful how you use social media around the holidays. Can I just say, as you guys were saying all those things, I had terrible Baptist flashbacks to King James Version. We, we are thou sorry, Eth. <laughs> Forsooth, Jeremy. We. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, maybe, Jeremy, you can flex your counseling muscle a little bit on this. Uh, you know, like I said, the holidays come up. It can be it can be really tough for people. You know, there's a lot of emotions. A lot of people are really tired, like Phil is, because he stayed up all night playing Minecraft, and now he had to get up early to record the podcast and then go with his family to Ikea. <gasps> and so... It might be easy to suddenly spill your guts and be rude or do something that you end up regretting on social media. The interesting thing about the holidays is that it is actually one of the most depressing times of the year. And it's actually when I see more concerns about suicide, about uh, wanting to go use drugs and alcohol and stuff like that, because... There's this expectation you build up in your brain about it needs to be this way. It needs to happen this way. And so when we have these expectations like this and they never met, then we are feeling overwhelmed. <clears throat> and not only that, we have these expectations and we don't know how we're going to meet them. And so we have not only stress in the moment of trying to figure it out, but the preparation and then the aftermath of just feeling let down of everything. And so we actually have real problems around Christmas time with depression. And so you mix that with the immediacy of social media, and it just makes for an interesting cocktail of bad decisions and bad regrets. Right. And, and I think making um, being mindful of it ahead of time, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, but if you know that it's going to be a tough ahead of time, you can kind of prepare yourself and and know that you're going to be, you know, that you might be facing this and you'll be more you'll be more ready for when it shows up and less likely to do stupid things it's just a matter of managing your expectations just like you said yeah it's also about watching the warning signs for yourself like um i know my myself i, I deal with anxiety and depression and if i'm not consciously taking you know carving out time for a, a true like moment a moment a, a, a quiet moment with God if I'm not consciously getting away for that moment on a daily basis then I can I feel myself start to slip away and that uh, 
you have to watch those warning signs. You have to be aware that that that, uh, that this is a time time of the year where you might be more susceptible to that because there's more going on, more being asked of you. And that would be appropriate, except for the fact that it feels urgent and it feels like it's your fault. And it's not just affecting you. A lot of people can endure a lot of resiliency in this process if it's just about you. But when it becomes about your family, your kids, the expectations you have for them, along with the fact of what you had had in your past and not getting enough or things just not being the way you wanted them to be, it becomes a lot more difficult than just managing your expectations because you just, you want more. And so you're willing to give more of yourself to get that for other people, but then you draw too much of yourself. And so it becomes a real back and forth of, of cycle that you just can't get out of. It feels like. Right. And, and a lot of the expectations come in all, all different shapes and sizes. It can be, you know, quality time that you get to spend with somebody, maybe, you know, hoping that um, you'll have, a, you know, certain people over for dinner or that you'll get a particular gift. I know, you know, around the holidays, there is such a huge push. You go to any store and there's so much stuff, 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 stuff. And even in the tech world, you know, there's a lot of high price, expensive stuff. And, you know, if you have hope or expectation that, that, uh, you know, that's going to be under the tree this year and it isn't, that could be, you know, that, that can be a heavy thing, I think, because like you said, you know, you, you have all these expectations and it, it doesn't meet. And everywhere you look, it seems like everyone else's expectations are being met when really they're not. And it's called that idea of just giving the best image of yourself to everybody else. And so you have this, I need to have that as well. And so we start to make these vague posts and everybody's seen them of, well, I wish things were just better this year and you don't give a reason, you don't give an explanation and it just gets that immediate gratification. There's actually a study out there that was done that had said you get the immediate gratification just of posting it so you know people have heard you and then you also get an additional aspect of it every single time people ask what's wrong, what's going on. But from perspectives of people looking at those, reading those, it can become very discouraging and very much like it feels manipulative of they're just trying to get us to talk to them again. What's going on? But I don't really care that much that I want to ask and they're already starting to annoy me. And it just feeds this incessant need for connection and everything else that goes with that. And I wonder where the church can play into this, what that process can look like. What do you think, Phil? Do you, do you think what world could the church play in that? Do you think? Well, I think that the church needs to do a better job of being the being the antidote to this whole thing. You know, um, last time my wife and I are going through our Christmas Christmas decorations, we didn't go through the, we didn't go put them up last year because we were renting in a house, so we didn't have room for for a traditional tree, and we realized uh, in some ways how. How much of a better place we're in than we were two years ago when we last opened up those boxes. In some ways, how we're still so far off from where we want to be, and not in a, not in a, not in a unhealthy sense of like expectations, but just in like a, we thought we thought we'd be further along in this area or this area. Um, it's and so the church needs to be there needs to be there to be able to respond to people um, in both the the more. Um, 
um, overly expecting and the people who have just been, you know, through circumstance have been underwhelmed in this life. And the church needs to be a simple response to say, you know, Christmas is not about what you think it's about. Christmas is not what sometimes we've portrayed it as. Christmas is about God coming to us to pick us up out of a mess of our own creation. And there's a simplicity and, and, a, and a very sweet joy in that. And basically, the message of Christmas is trust in God. He's going to handle it. He'll take care of everything that's actually important. And for me, the beautiful thing about the story of Christmas is just how raw it is and how much the emotions there of they got kicked out. They're being hunted of what's going to happen of singing at manger. And I'm sure Mary was just like really here of all places. I mean, it's the worst of the worst place. And they knew that. And so I think when I look at churches in Christmas time, I see smiles and everything's going great. And I wonder if we can stop perpetuating that stereotype that that's what Christmas is. When a lot of times Christmas is just so much more overwhelming and concerning that we could actually promote this idea that, you know what, we're helping a lot of people out and we're doing a lot of good for the church, which can be positive and at the same time recognizing the authenticity of the process. But then also just pushing that, man, this is a lot and we're feeling overwhelmed by making the Christmas management, but we're going to get there. We're going to do this. And just having that, not only reinforcing the positive aspect of it, but demonstrating and giving those little bits of pieces where we're going through struggles as well. And we're trying to push through it and do some amazing stuff as we as we get there. And just to provide that hope in a different form, showing that we go through struggles too and we can do it. I really, really like what you said there, Phil. Not that I didn't like what you just said, Jeremy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like you better, Jeremy. <laughs> um, what I liked, the, I liked the, your choice of words, which is not the first time. You're a brilliant writer. You said antidote. And then, you know, Jeremy expanded more on that of how we can be the antidote. And I, I think that as Christians, as you know, it's easy to think, well, the church needs to do this and the church needs to do that. We are the church. And so it starts with us. It starts with everything that we do as individuals, with every tweet, with every Facebook share. And I think it would be great if, you know, especially during the holidays, every time we respond to somebody or every time we we put out a message of our own, our own Instagram, whatever, we need to think, like, what is this saying to everybody, right? Everything that we say and do on social media, we need to maybe think before we send and think about how does this really promote, how does this really put forth the miracle of Christmas to the world? Agreed. So if we had to give some practical tips to the churches, I wonder what you guys have to say about this. But for me, I, th- I think that if we could give just a bit of the life of what's going on in the church. And it doesn't have to be this like doom and gloom stuff either. I think that the church is full of humor is full of, what can we do in life? And so just that holiday joy that you can have um, and certainly don't go down like the lifetime movie type things where you're, it's just fear and dread by any means. But I think that we can offer this symbol of just promoting joy through humor, through just redemption and through all these different things that can be, it doesn't have to be my life is perfect. I think that that's a huge first step for churches to, to look at their story, to look at their context and how they could promote that in their process. And I think that as much as you might uh, add on activities and add on decorations and theming for Christmas, at the core of that needs to be an honest 
and very frank presentation of the gospel. Um, like my church is, we're doing a sermon series called the Elf Rules of Christmas, and we're going to use the. Um, you know, I'm sure you've both seen the movie Elf, and there's a scene where they discuss the code of the elves, and so we're going to use those those, those three little phrases they have to open up and present the gospel and, and it's going to be powerful it's going to be it's christmasy there's it's the the our church looks beautiful it looks perfect but we're going to use, use this silly movie to open up a frank discussion of the gospel so i like uh, our first our first week is you know treat every day like christmas and we're begin this process where we say if 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 God has changed you, then every day is a new day. Every day is a is a day where we're moving closer towards the light, and it's a beautiful day, and we need to rejoice in that. Will there be pain and struggles in this? Yes, there will be, but our our over the overarching theme of our life needs to be, you know, joy to the world, unspeakable joy. We are we are moving towards God. Then the second week uh, is uh, there's uh, there's room for everyone on the nice list, and so we're going to do baptism that week. We got five or six people who didn't want to get baptized. We just did a we just did one back in October. We don't usually do them, you know, this close together. But we've had so many people come into the church who want to get baptized. We're going to baptize them, and we're going to present this message that there's room for everyone in the church. That 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 Christ's sacrifice is is a, is a wide offer to all people who will accept His terms of, of both surrender and salvation. And it's it's going to be amazing. But we're we're going to we're going to offer this true and. I, I don't want to use the word raw, like you said earlier, but but I think we could we could go there because the, the third week, well, because the second week we're going to discuss, there's nothing you could do that disqualifies you more than anything the rest of us have already done. And we're going to get into that and make it, make it very clear that no one is stuck on the outside if they're willing to give up and, and, and give in. That sounds pretty epic, Phil. And considering that it's you know based on one of our family favorite movies. I'm impressed. Thoroughly impressed, sir. Thoroughly impressed. Our pastor's pretty cool, and I'm just saying that because he, he listens to the show. But it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hurt, sorry. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, hurt, it doesn't hurt at all. In <laughs> fact, we like your pastor, too. Do you think that'll help, Phil? Will that help you out? It might. <laughs> okay, yeah, we really, really like you, man. What's his name again? <laughs> his name is Eric. <laughs> a, oh, Eric. Okay, with a C, a CK... How is it? With a K. He's, with a K? Uh, he's, not, he's Norwegian with a CK. He's, he's, with, he's with, in with a K, not with a C. With a K. Hmm, okay. All right. Well, that's cool. You know. Have you K seen with Eric's cool. with a CK? I've seen it with a CK as well as a CH. Whoa. Okay. Well, that's that's a Eric. That's when you're really getting in there. <laughs> Before we go out on this podcast, let's, uh, let's share a couple of cmag cast tweets that came our way uh ed said wow church mag kicking butt and naming names this cmag cast thanks for confirming that your theology is spirit filled not seats filled and he was uh, referring to our uh wwjd versus ww uh sjd episode where we talked about um steve jobs and how there are those uh christian leaders that are perhaps maybe following some of his theories a little bit too closely. Uh, Christy Henry also said, love the Steve Jobs podcast. We should examine all strategies, even other churches, according to the scripture. So thanks, Christy and Ed, for your your comments via Twitter. Um, And then we have an iTunes review. Uh, Penn Alt Pentecostal 
said, and this is this is like a pretty and amazing review. So just buckle up here, guys. In an environment full of podcasts that focus on technical artistry, what equipment to use, and budgets that seem to know no bounds, the Church Mag podcast ministers to the servants that minister. These guys get it. They speak to the everyday issues and frustrations that we face as church volunteers and staff. They share their challenges and offer solutions where they themselves have found success. And if it couldn't get any better, they're nuts. I mean it. I think it's the years they spent in ministry, but they are every bit as crazy as their listeners. They're like a weekly support group for all of us that are committed, NPI, to building up the church. So read no further. Fire up your favorite retro video game, crack open a surge, and listen to the Church Mad podcast. If you ask nicely, Phil may even get you a, give you a shout out. Eric will try to pronounce allegory, and Jeremy will take us deep into the counseling abyss. <laughs> I'm gonna throw that let me, th- let me say this real quick. Surge is definitely not allowed because if there's any one beverage that will stop your heart, it's a surge. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was, that was, I, I, that just quit an ear to ear when I read that because, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for your um, podcast reviews. And, you know, as we, as we get them, we'll share them. And uh, we're, we're a few behind. So if you've put one up there and you said, hey, you haven't read mine, don't worry, we're getting to it. So um, speaking of getting to it, Greg Simmons did a tweet um, last month. He said, always test your email, uh, always test your email communications. A quick test can prevent embarrassing mistakes. And he was referring to, you know, if you're sending out a newsletter via MailChimp or whatever email service you're using, do a test to make sure that there isn't any errors in like maybe the auto naming, you know, where it'll pull the person's name and stuff. And during the holidays, you know, you might think you want to save time and maybe cut some corners sending out those emails. Don't, guys. Test the emails and, um, you know, the embarrassment of having to possibly send a second email saying, hey, sorry, wrong link or hey, I forgot something or whatever. So measure twice, cut once. We'll see you next week. I think we almost need a new mindset around Christmas. You know, Christmas is we over beautify everything. But Christmas is the moment where God's decided the world is ugly enough and sent his son to em- embrace the ugliness of this world and to to conquer it. You know, I think of, I forget the the proper term or the, the reference, but I think of Christ coming into this world um, in terms of, of him in this struggle with darkness. And it's like a, it's like a grappling. And of course on the cross, the, the darkness seems to win, but in that, in the darkness is victory. Uh, it's ultimate defeat was sealed and, and Christ rises again and light breaks forth and, the world is forever changed. Um, and I think we've, we think of Christmas as this beautiful moment. It's silent, it's holy, and we detach it so much from the rest of the story. And we forget that Christmas at its core is a life and death struggle between light and darkness. And that light has, has broken through the darkness. Light is now engaging in a battle with the darkness and, Darker moments are coming, like particularly on the cross, but that the process has begun, and God is working His way 
back to us because we could not work our way back to him. And if we can break through everything else and and just latch on the core simplicity of Christmas, that for all of our like you want to talk about expectations, what did God expect of this world and expect of us? And it all fell fell so short. And so if anything, if Chris if, if you want if anything, Christmas is about broken expectations. It's about broken promises. It's about a God who, even though he's the one who's been most hurt in this process, he's the one who is doing everything he can to undo the damage and to break the darkness. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. So it's not about getting a new iPad? (laughs) The troll (laughs) is so real. That that was amazing. I think we need to end on that. That was that was pretty epic. <laughs> that was good. Jeremy. I like it. Feels like I'm broken inside now, guys. Yeah, I'm like, at one moment I realized if I don't, I need to turn the corner emotionally. I was just starting to cry. <laughs>